Our next guest is in New Zealand for the first time and for 24 hours only to spread the word about regenerative farming and growing. Dr. Zach Bush is a USA-based physician, doctor, specialising in internal medicine, endocrinology and hospice care. He's also the founder and chairman of a non-profit called Farmers Footprints, a global community of farmers and growers. Uh, That organisation aims to restore human health, food and water security and food independence by moving away from conventional chemical agricultural practices. Now, Zach Bush spoke to over 250 people last night in Auckland for the launch of Farmers Footprint NZ at its Road to Regeneration event at the ASB Theatre in Auckland. And this morning he's been taken on a tour of Sanctuary Mahi Whenua, community gardens in Point Chevalier, to meet growers and discuss the health of their land. He's found some time in his busy schedule to talk to us Dr. Zach Bush, hello there. What a pleasure to be with all of you. What a beautiful country you have. Hey, great to talk to you as well. What do you make of New Zealand from your perspective? You've been all around the world, you know America pretty well, and how would you sum up the New Zealand situation, particularly when it comes to agriculture and other farming practices? New Zealand has a huge advantage, I believe, in the world, and that's uh, you are one of the first Western cultures to start to reconnect to land and heritage and your memory of of where this land comes from, the relationship of humanity to this land. And so you've got this huge step forward, this advantage, and it's a critical advantage for you to exploit right now because New Zealand's falling quickly behind on the ecological health uh, of the countryside here. The soil systems here are failing very deeply, uh, and we are seeing about a 10x acceleration of the loss of topsoils in New Zealand over the global average. And so uh, New Zealand actually loses uh, about 200 million tons of topsoil a year into the oceans, which accounts for about 2% of the global soil losses uh, that we see. And and New Zealand only accounts for 0.2% of the land mass. So uh, there's a desperate need for a reconnection of human behavior around our food systems, around the large agricultural systems that are held here on these islands. Uh, and that reconnection can can rebirth a vital life. And so it's a joy to see uh, the community responding to the call and, uh, and the opportunity here. And your New Zealand-based Farmers Footprint team is off and racing. We're thrilled to be witness to it. Why are we losing topsoil into the ocean? The failure of soils globally has been the result of uh, a misunderstanding of soil more as dirt. We, we looked at soil as a mineral resource or as a nutrient resource. And through all sectors of agriculture, we got used to measuring things like carbon, nitrogen, phosphorus. And we thought that those were definitions of of soil health or vitality of of it. But it turns out that those things exist in, in dirt without any life within it. What makes living life force occur within uh, a soil system is the cooperative relationship of species. And so bacteria, fungi, uh, creating that incredible web of life within soil systems that then co-creates with the root systems of trees, grasslands, bushes, and such to create the vitality of life that comes from the alchemy between sunshine, soil, and the way in which we store energy within life. 
and then we release it again into life as we consume food and eat. And so it was a misunderstanding that the, the soil minerals or nutrients were the secret, and we had failed to understand the vitality and importance of the microbiome. And for that, we developed a farming and agricultural system that focused on the macronutrients rather than the life within the soil. And it allowed us to adopt chemical agriculture as our norm across the world. And here in New Zealand, you're, you're pouring millions of tons of herbicides and pesticides that, that kill the, the bacteria and fungi within the soil system. And so within a few short generations of farming with this methodology, uh, the soil systems have lost their matrix. They've lost the living life force and connected nature within them. And for that, you end up with dirt rather than soil. And that dirt washes away with every rainstorm you get. What does a different way look like, Zach? And, and bear in mind that a huge part of New Zealand's economy is based on doing things in the way that you describe. So what does the alternative look like? Fortunately, we don't have to reinvent or go into abstract theories on what the future could look like because what we're finding with the regenerative revolution that's occurring all over the world now is that it really looks more like remembering rather than discovering. Uh, these islands uh, were discovered by humans, and uh, that 800-year-ago moment, uh, there was already food sufficiency here. There was not a time in history where these islands were not providing enough. There's been an abundance here that's allowed humanity and the rest of the biodiversity that we see here, all the mammals that were brought in and the rest, uh, to thrive here for a period of time. And it was un over the issue of convenience that we started to see the phenomena of monoculture and commoditization of of food and, and agricultural industries. And so remembering back to the biodiversity that was once here and the biodiversity that we've all lived with is, is the goal. And so what that begins to look like is remembering that each of us can be producers rather than consumers and we can begin to grow gardens in our backyards again. 1940s, we had about 40, 50 percent of the food system globally was produced in our backyard gardens. Today, it's less than 0.1 percent. And so it was that breakdown of our relationship to food and our, our belief that we could be part of that creative network and creative capacity uh, that allowed us to share food in the past. We, we shared with our neighbors that which grew in our yards, and that created community. And so for our loss of our connection to creativity within soils, we've really lost the network of community just as much as we've lost the healthy soil. And so it's time for reconnection to happen where we're growing foods in our backyard. We're growing our foods in community gardens like I'm standing in right here in the middle of Auckland. We're growing foods uh, of biodiverse uh, systems on our farms globally. Uh, we are beginning to become, you know, a, a polyculture uh, on our farms again, rather than monoculture corn or monoculture grains or, or your monoculture beef production. It's really about coming back into the diverse income streams, which will ultimately remind farmers that we do not need to be subservient to a commodities market. We can be connected to the consumers that will be most blessed by the efforts of the farmer through that food network and by reconnecting not just farmer to soil but farmer to their communities we find a reinvigoration of culture community arts and really a vitality for wanting to be alive today farmers and physicians have about a five times higher suicide rate for our isolation and so when we look at a regenerative system it's not just about creating biodiversity in the microbes we need biodiversity back in our days in the way in which we create fellowship together as humans. Some of this um, uh, material we covered with Nicole Masters, who I know presented uh, alongside you at last night's event. One thing that is 
unique to your messaging is the the link. You say you found a link between chemical agriculture and degenerative disease, which is a uh, a much more spicy claim, Zach. What do you see, and why are you concerned? Yeah, my laboratory. I, I run my own um, biotech company and laboratories out in Virginia, and we've been studying the impact of herbicides on human cell systems for the last ten years, and we're now one of the global leaders in understanding the direct effects of herbicides and pesticides on human biology. And what we've been able to demonstrate is one of the initial injuries that occurs for any animal, including humans, uh, that's exposed to these herbicide chemicals is that we start to lose the Velcro between the human cells that would form the gut barrier. And this creates a phenomenon that's been popularized as leaky gut. And that leaky gut is one of a one of a loss of identity at the cellular level. Once we lose that boundary, our immune system no longer knows what's outside and what's inside. And so in that process, we developed a huge epidemic of autoimmune disease, chronic inflammation, and ultimately the chronic diseases that we see today that's not just affecting our elders, it's affecting our children today at such alarming rates. And so a lot of my work in soil systems is recognizing that we cannot have health care in any system, in any country until we regrow and reconnect to our soil systems because ultimately human health is going to evolve out of that relationship of a complex microbiome. When we consume an antibiotic like herbicides, the the most common being glyphosate, when we consume glyphosate in every bite of food and every every drink of water, in fact, in even the rainfall that comes down, 85% of the rain in most uh, Western cultures now is is contaminated with Roundup. 85% of the uh, foods we consume uh, are contaminated. 85% of the air we breathe contaminated with this water-soluble molecule. And so we are being immersed in this antibiotic that's wiping out the biodiversity that is the foundation of life itself within us. There, um, there's been plenty written and debated over glyphosate, and we don't have time to have that conversation here, but it's an invitation for people to uh, to do some more reading about that, I guess both sides of that argument. Um, while I've got you here, I'd love to hear about the mission of Farmers Footprint in New Zealand. What did you launch uh, last night and and what are you hoping to see? Last night was the beginning of a journey into reconnecting community around a new agricultural system that's remembering its potential to be not just a creative force for nutrients and, and health and vitality within human biology, but also human economics. To realize that New Zealand is well positioned to become an economic stronghold Uh, is a new idea. For too long, I think New Zealand has outsourced its economy to everything from from tourism, but ultimately their agricultural export. And uh, to recognize that New Zealand could actually be its own economic focus, you guys could create a new banking system here, for example, around regenerative resources uh, within your agricultural system. And so reimagining New Zealand within your place, within a a opportunity and, and recognition that you could be uh, really that resilient and self-determining economy and uh, community is really what Farmer's Footprint is about. And so it's retelling our human story within our understanding of an abundant universe and an abundant planet uh, rather than the scarcity model that seems to dominate our understandings around climate, climate crisis, uh, as well as our food and collapsing food systems uh, globally. And so this is the time for Farmers Footprint to step in with this community and recognize the bright spots that are already happening in the agricultural system here. You have heroes among you that are unsung and unrecognized largely within this country. And Farmers Footprint is out to tell those stories and start to weave a new vision for, for where New Zealand could go as a resilient and regenerative society. Great. 
Uh, Dr. Zach Bush, enjoy the rest of your time here and thanks for your time on our show today. I appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you. Uh, Dr. Zach Bush, a, a regenerative agriculture enthusiast, advocate, and uh, helping to launch farmers' footprints in New Zealand. Uh, a couple of you texted me asking for a fact check on that figure, 200 million uh, tonnes of, was that the number? 200 million tonnes of topsoil lost each year. Uh, my excellent producer, Sally, has done a live fact check on that and brought me to the Land Care Research website, which has some more information, confirms that number, lists uh, various things creating pressure on New Zealand soil, including earthquakes and landslides and intense rainfall events, but also a number of human-influenced things, reduction in vegetation cover, agricultural intensification, urban expansion, pollution and waste disposals. It's worth a look.